2: Draws alive. Draws
1: alive. it'll be uh... Portsmouth that get us underway here on this uh, Monday night in front of the sky cameras ball is short Fraser delivers the ball into the box and he's trying to make space he gets his head there and he scores right it is on hand and my word didn't he make a difference very very interesting actually tell they have Bishop in the space at the front they have Raggett picking up nobody in the middle of the six so the set piece is designed for smaller players to take the markers and they leave bigger players in spaces. They were probably expecting, as we all do every week, it is to run 20 yards around the back and I speed him. He didn't. He changed up his run. He attacked the middle of the set or just to the back end of the, the six-yard box. And once he gets contact in it, there is no reaction time for the keeper. One bounce, back of the net, 1-0 chop. Cromer on the ball Scarlett makes a good run down the line Cromer ignores that he's got Taylor over on the right hand side and Fraser with an important intervention and now Chalm will look to break Kirk out left to Blackett Taylor who's got space Corey Blackett Taylor through on goal Blackett Taylor doubles Chalm's lead the counter attack we talked about it just now with Corey Blackett Taylor Charlie Kirk with the assist Blackett Taylor with the run and the composure to finish and give Chelm a 2-0 lead well when you look back at that Portsmouth took a couple of risks tapped in at last passage of play when, when we fed the ball back in on the second phase of the set piece they had three players defending our five but they happened to win the header and tried to get a very quick counter poor old Coroma who's hanging his head at the moment he's had a couple of mates go pat him on the back because it's his turnover that leads to this counter attack and a wonderful finish from Taylor towards Fraser. Fraser gets there first and Pack with a foul. And Charlene the free kick and Pack Look the books in the first half and Stockley is just asking that question. Joe so Kirk. And I, I quite like this. It's something that's been missing. Get around Charlene's him. Troops away and it will be a second yellow card. And Marlon Pack is sent off. Portsmouth down to ten men. Charlton the free kick. Fraser to take. Swins it in. Looking for Aaron O'Connell! John have a third! It's better and better for the Alex. Another set-piece! O'Connell is there to meet it! And Charlton 3-0 up! Two assists for Fraser tonight. Outstanding delivery. Super run from O'Connell off the shoulder. They're in disarray, disorganised, and we've taken full advantage. Really pleased for O'Connell. Watch my and Go it goes. But it is the final whistle. And it is a dominant performance from Charlton.
3: Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes. I hope you guys are still riding high after that 3-0 win over Portsmouth at the start of the week. So on this week's show, we will, of course, be chatting about that win over Pompeii. Our first consecutive league wins of the season and a wonderful night it was in SE7 in front of the Sky Cameras. Uh, where we uh, handed out a bit of a shellacking of course we'll also be looking ahead uh, to Saturday's trip up to the new meadow to take on Stroudsbury uh, as well so joining me to have that conversation first up Mr Tom Wallin how you doing Tom
2: yeah I'm all right mate how are you, you,
3: you you've you just got the air of someone who, who's been nominated for an award and I don't know why
2: yeah you don't know what the award I've been nominated for is but uh, I know we all have so very exciting news so thank yeah. you to everybody who nominated us because uh, yeah yeah great news
3: yeah, Charlton Live up once again for the FSA uh, Club Podcast of the Year Award. We'll speak more about that uh,
0: later on. Mark Newbury is also joining us. How you doing, Mark? This is our year. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones
3: oh excellent I mean we said that last time and, and the last three times but hey we're nominated again that's that's the main that's the main thing uh, so on this week's uh, Big Match preview as I said we're going to look back at that game uh, with Portsmouth. we just heard the goals that we're going to hear from uh, the manager uh, Ben Garner later on we're also going to hear what I think it's one of my favourite interviews I've done so far this season uh, with midfielder uh, Scott Fraser as well we'll hear from him later on in this show we're going to hear uh, from Garner about the cup draw we've been drawn at home against non-league opposition uh, in the first round of the FA we'll speak about that then of course as I said we'll look ahead to this uh, trip up to Shrewsbury the addicts still uh, going in search of our first league away win uh, of the season hopefully uh, we can get that coming up uh, on Saturday against Shrewsbury but we should look backwards first Tom and uh, with with great pleasure as well that 3-0 win over Portsmouth on Monday night up there with, with one of the best performances of the season against a you know, a Pompey team that are expected to be there or thereabouts this season. Uh, and, well, I, I'd say after a, a cagey first 10-15 minutes, we absolutely wiped the floor with them.
2: Yeah, certainly our most complete performance, I think. Um, I think possibly the the Plymouth game, we looked slightly better and more relentless going forwards than we did on Monday night. But I think as a as a team, uh, that was the the most complete performance we've seen this season. And perhaps the first indication that things are starting to to click a little bit in that squad it was you know not there weren't many changes I think there was just the one change which was forced because of Leeburn the back four has now been settled for two or three games Um, the midfield two didn't look overrun which uh, which we've been a bit worried about in in recent games as well Um, and yeah it was just a, a very comprehensive all round all round display and you're right Portsmouth are expected to be up there uh, and obviously are up there in this early stage of the season but I thought they were very very poor but having said that you still need to be there to put your chances away Um, and we did that through through set pieces and and quick counter-attacking and yeah I think to a man what was what was most pleasing for me going to the game and watching them was the the desire the attitude the the hunger, all those things that you expect to be non-negotiable. And I'm not saying that they necessarily haven't been there, but some of the performances have just felt a little bit flat. Uh, And to a man on on Monday, everyone gave everything. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised to see them all coming off absolutely drained at the end of that game because I thought it was a, a really strong performance from every single player out there.
3: Yeah and uh, we played certainly with a bit of panache once uh, w- once we took the lead we looked confident going forward and we were you know that I mean that second goal I I loved I, I loved the way we 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 were clinical and and we were lightning quick as well when we won the ball in the middle of the park it bounced off Fraser's chest into the path of Kirk but I mean it, it was just qu- it, it, there was something about us had that we had a pace about us um, you know Cory Blackett, played obviously a big part of that, but we we went forward with some real purpose at times on on monday evening and and I think that second goal almost summed that up that that performance for us in in an attacking sense mark
0: yeah i mean it was a it was a beautiful move, and the lovely pass from Kirk just ideally waited. And, you know, CBT did did the hard work, as it were. And, you know, the last touch, you think, you know, he's just put it a little too far ahead of him. But no, lovely, in under the keeper. I mean, I think the Portsmouth um, fallback is going to have nightmares about it. He probably got home and found CBT's been there and nicked his milk out of his fridge. It was, he, he had him all day. But what we did, we, we kept the pitch wide. We, we weren't sucked into a battle in the middle. There was always an outlet wide. And we were swapping it you know, side to side, and and they couldn't live with it. I think, you know, it was a bit of trepidation. Portsmouth had been in good form, you know, they'd got guys who can score up front, and we made them look ordinary. And it just shows... You know, you you just look at it and you say, yeah, okay, we're a bit more settled now. The back four, midfield's looking good, but what you know, why haven't we done this earlier in the season? Why is it taking us, you know, the amount of games it's taken us to actually look good, get two wins on a bounce, and actually look like the team which we know we can be? You know, mm. so it's it's pleasing. It's
3: take, yeah, but it, yeah, it's right. It, it is interesting that it's taken a while. It's the, the the confidence that we must have taken from that win against Exeter. Um, that that's probably played a big part because you know this eight-game winless run and, and we're we're getting in these these positions and we're having these spells but we're not finishing our chances. I mean that does play to an extent about the confidence in the side and and you just wonder now if if we're going to go on a little run. You know I said I said it on on the, the preview show for for the Portsmouth game which felt like a year ago now because uh, it was a Monday night kickoff so it was a, a bit of a disrupted Charlton live schedule. That if we could just Build on something, then who knows if we could go on on a little bit of a run. Now, I, 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 I've I've been dampening everyone's spirits with my little points per game stats, etc., etc. And, and we're still in a difficult place in terms of making the playoffs, and we'll maybe come to that a bit more on Sunday because uh, I've got a few more calculations I wanted to throw out there. But we we will have little good runs like we did last season when we go on 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 little spells of confidence and momentum, and, and I just feel like we're at the start of one of those now where we will see our danger players playing in, in, in sort of full throttle, if that's the right way of putting it, Tom.
2: That That's definitely what I want to see, obviously. And I wonder if that is coming from a more settled back four and a, a confidence to, to play forwards, knowing that behind you, less mistakes are going to be made and, and less opportunities are going to fall to the opposition. Portsmouth had one or two, of course, and you expect that from a team that are as, as good as they are with the players they've got there. But I, I wonder if that just gives that licence to the players at the other end of the pitch to to go out and play and if you're somebody who likes their football on the pitch instead of in a spreadsheet then then it's good to go and watch and and of course ultimately we all want us to get to the playoffs um at, at worst but if we're going to have to settle for another season in league 1 and and personally I am not sure that we do just yet um the very least you want to see is you want to see players putting an effort in and you want to see free flowing attacking football and you know we were promised that when Garner came in again not just in his stats but in having seen his, his team play at uh, Swindon. We saw it at little bits in pre-season, albeit against relatively minor opposition. And we've seen it in glimpses throughout pretty much all the games this season. I can't think of many performances where we haven't tried to go toe-to-toe. Bolton away, maybe. There wasn't large patches of that game, although we did go ahead. Um, but even the others, the defeat at Sheffield Wednesday, for example, um, the point at Fleetwood that, that I was at, you know, there are ga- all of those games we've had... St- good opportunities to go on and get more from those games so you know it's very easy for Garner to come out and and defend himself by saying you know we're only a a kick away or a chance away or whatever I I think actually there has been a little bit of, of just bad luck in some of that I'm not saying we should be top of the league at all but I'm saying it would be very very easy for us to have probably six more points than we've got now by turning two or three of those draws into wins I think it would be harder to suggest we should have six less points where those those draws have been defeats if that makes sense. So I think they've always been kind of winning draws which obviously they're not when it comes down to points but yeah it's important that obviously we don't get too carried away because it is only two wins but they are back to back. Our home form is very very solid. We've got another two home games after Shrewsbury next week with MK Dons and then Ipswich who again are obviously going to be a tough test and we need to just try and use this now as a springboard to kick on despite the Lee Byrne injury because I think we've said it all season there's a good side in there and, and maybe we're just starting to see that and they're starting to gel a bit now.
3: Mm, yeah, it's uh, interesting, obviously, because it's been a week since the last show. we I don't think we've, we've been on since the extent of Miles's injury was announced, uh, ankle ligaments, which I think uh, Ben Garner described as a medium-term injury, which is never good news. You're, you're thinking more months than weeks there or certainly at least a month I'm I'm no doctor but I'm expecting at least over a month for that one so that that's that does pose a a problem I mean Charlie Kirk played the uh, the striker role and we'll hear from Garner in a few moments time Uh, I mean I certainly didn't see that coming but I thought I thought it it worked quite nicely for him there uh, on the evening mark
0: no it it did I mean obviously he's doing something in training so Garner's putting him in because there's people not even making the bench like and uh, it gives him an option. And I, I think he's playing with a bit more freedom because if you look at where he picked up and got the pass for the second goal, it was right dead centre circle. You're thinking, well, you know, what are you doing there, as it were? If you're a winger, you're on a wing. If you're up front, you're playing up front. But you've got, you're coming in looking for the ball. And I think that's, you know, if you give a player who's got that ability to express themselves some freedom... And they're going to reward you with it. I think you know the reward was on Tuesday night, and I think if we can get that out of Kirk on a regular basis, he's he's a great. You know, it's it's. I know he divided people, and you know we all know about his tough start to being with a club. But if he can start to play with a bit of joy in his heart and a bit of freedom, we're going to see a terrific player out there, and. I think it's worth it if you you see the goal. You know his knees slide in front of the Pompey fans is an absolute classic wind-up. I'm thinking if that had happened in front of a covered end by the opposing, I know that we'd be going mental. So <laughs> you know, I, I loved it, and I'm thinking that's what I want to see. It you know, I say it was it was passion. It was stuff which has has been missing. We had been patchy in games before then, and but it was seemed to be to a man like you said something was going through that team. There was like an electric bolt going from player to player to player, and there wasn't anyone. I mean, if you looked on social media afterwards and discussions for who was going to be man of a match, I mean, I know Corey got it for off a TV, and I think rightly so, but I think you could have picked any one of about four or five, and it didn't mean the other five or six did badly. It just meant, hey, you know, those four or five could have quite easily. Fraser could have picked it up quite easily. Dobson could have picked it up quite easily, even of the back. You know, we looked, we looked good. So it, it's and it's going back to Kirk. That's a player we need to see. And you know, more power to him. I hope he gets picked. I hope he gets started on Saturday, and he goes on and has a good run and picks up some goals himself. Because we saw what it meant to him when he scored his first goal. So you know, he, that assist, the assist seemed to be almost as much as a goal to him. So you know, fair play to the young lad.
3: Yeah, and it really was a perfectly weighted through ball. of um, <laughs> Corey, uh, there, there was a horrible moment. He, t- he took a slightly naff touch as he was going through, actually. So to recompose himself and slide it under the keeper so quickly uh, was impressive. Now, we haven't really spoken about the first goal and, and the third goal yet, Tom. Um, f- for a free-flowing, uh, so-called you know, so attacking, scoring team, whatever we, we're hoping we're going to turn out to be, and, and maybe based on the last couple of games, maybe we are going to turn into that. Um, you still need your set piece goals, your bonus goals, and we've had uh, basically none of them this season. So delighted to see we're off the mark on that. Um, you know it, the, the secret weapon at the training ground. We're going to hear uh, from Ben Garner shortly. This extension cord. So it, it's, it's become the big thing this week. So we've got this new extension cord that Ben Garner then mentioned, sort of just after we finished the interview, that it he was about forty quid. Uh, that means they can take the TV from wherever it is in, in the buildings that Sparrow's laying out to the side of the pitch and actually analyse almost in real time what they're doing at set pieces and where they want the players to be. And apparently that's what's made all the difference. You know, that, that, that and the fact that Ryan Innes appears to be like a human extension cord because he's about 12 foot tall. Um, but, but that's made a massive difference. And we do need to start scoring these guys from, from set pieces. And, you know, I, I'd happily nip down to Wix and buy another extension cord if that's what's going to be the catalyst for even more.
2: Certainly, uh, cheaper than Johnny Jackson, I imagine, who was our, our set piece expert previously, wasn't he? But yeah, I'm pretty sure we spoke about it in a show not not that long ago about the fact that we were doing this a lot last season with Ryan Innes, you know, getting it to the back post and him nodding it back, and haven't really done it at all this year. Um, and as you say, we have we have two set pieces, and I know they weren't quite that, but we obviously had had um, both of them coming from set pieces and and taking those chances. Innes obviously getting one and and O'Connell the other and yeah obviously the goal counts for the same so it doesn't really matter how you score them but you know I'm sure we're not the only club to moan when a corner doesn't beat the first man or a free kick doesn't beat the first man but these are professional footballers and a dead ball should be the easiest thing for them to do because they're in control of pretty much everything so it is an opportunity to take and and I'm glad we have and as you say there there will be games this season where our our free-flying football isn't going that well or we come up against a, a Forest Green or Cambridge United at home, who do sit back and soak pressure up and are hard to break down. And in those instances, sometimes you need a six foot five centre back to come in, stick his nut in it, and and stick it in the top corner from a set piece. And yeah, I'm delighted that we can do that as well. So uh, yeah, more power to the uh, the extension cable.
3: Yeah, literally. <laughs> so in terms of the defensive performance as well. Now I've been. I've been well critical of the defence this season, and, and I am not the only one. I think if you if you listen back to some of the Charlton TV coverage, like Brownie looking back at the games at Bolton and and Barnsley, you know they they haven't they, they haven't been unfairly targeted this defence, <laughs> um, uh, and you know including the likes of O'Connell Lavelle, who's obviously out the side now, which I think has helped improve us. Unfortunately for for Sam. Um, Ryan Ennis and that, that settled back for, which Tom has spoken about, has played a part. But I certainly think the last three games, they have they have looked settled. They've looked more confident. They you know, didn't give up many chances at Lincoln. In fact, I can't really remember any uh, other than that one save Willacott made near the end of the first half. Against Exeter, I, I stand by I thought, you know, they're a bit unlucky with the penalty. The, one of them was a wonder goal. They nearly conceded again from outside the area. But for all Exeter's actually quite good attacking play that seemed to come down the sides... Defensively in the middle, I felt that that O'Connor and Innes dealt with it, uh, and certainly on on Monday evening against the Portsmouth side, who You know, you'd expect to to, to be a bit more free flowing in terms of goal scoring. Uh, we we are, again, did we give up too many clear cut chances? I don't think we did. So that, that there has been a marked improvement in those two in, in the defensive unit as a whole, uh, and, and probably in O'Connor on his own. You know, I asked Garner that question. He says he thought he's been one of our better performances this year, but at the same time. You look at the goals we have conceded, away at Barnsley where he, he made two personal mistakes, away at Bolton where as a defensive unit we weren't particularly good, that he will play a big part in. I think there needed to be an improvement and I I, I hope that we, we've we turned a corner and we're seeing a bit more of that now from from those two, uh, Mark. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was funny
0: that the um, O'Connell shirt tug, which they said, oh, penalty, you know, yeah, for- Guy was offside, and they said, Oh, but it was a penalty. He was, yeah, he was offside, yeah, but it was a penalty. No, no, look, go to the whistle. He, he was lucky with that one because, you know, we've seen him given, even he'd been tugged, and the referee said, so Ignore the fact that he's offside. I think what it is, I think there's been a slight um, tactical change as well. And you're hoping that um, Sangard doesn't actually notice because he wanted to play all this attacking, high pressing football. The defenders are. You know, it's no shock defending. There's no kind of you could you know, Cessignon and Egbo bombing on and pushing up, but they didn't. They defended. They defended their wings. They didn't I don't really remember getting many crosses in, which is tantamount to the fullbacks keeping him, keep him top. They had to keep coming inside, and when they got inside, they were coming up against Fraser and Dobson and the running back Kirk and CBT and it was tight for them. That's what I said earlier, so we kept the pitch wide for us because it worked for us, and then if anything did come through the middle, Innis, you know, he's not he's not going to be pushed about, and, you know, luckily for one of our number amongst the team who had Innis to score first, they did very nicely out of it, um, but he's def- they're defending, they're not trying to take the ball out and dribble up and pass on, they're, they're Passing it safely, they're not doing anything silly. They're defending that sort of like twenty-yard, twenty-five-yard line, and they're defending in a line. And I think there's obviously been some kind of tactical change with the coaching to say, right, you know, we obviously are conceding too many. So if we stop the teams giving them that space. Because there wasn't any space for someone to launch a 25-yard rocket. I think a couple of times we we're thinking, "Oh, that goes inside now," but we were out quick. There were bodies there, and the chance they did have. Jojo made a really good save. I mean, he brushed it off, and they said, "Oh, you know, it's an easy save for keep." I'm thinking it didn't look easy. You know, he got a good hand and pushed it over. But you know, I've seen those fly in, and uh, it's it's a, no secret they they defended. They, I think, like I say, I think tactically. Now, setting ourselves up as a bank of four, you know, then a midfield, then a forward three, two, whatever it's going to be, they're solid, they're organised, they're talking a bit more. And you said, you know, I didn't see much of a threat from Pompey at all. And it's strange because I've, I've said on this, Pompey's my favourite game of the season, it always is, because I think their fans are terrific and they travel in numbers and they did on for a Monday night game on TV they still travel in numbers. They didn't make as much noise but i think they could see that fair team were being stifled and being outplayed and outfought and i think they couldn't really lift them at all which was you know credit to us in you know, all over the pitch and it was stands so mm. uh
3: it took a while for the referee's get the red card out didn't he uh, for the the second yellow for that challenge on on Scott Fraser uh, by Pack sent packing um it was a it was a nasty one so Fraser stayed down for a while i do think like as soon as the card came out, he was he was back he was back up. But I, I do think he got a bit hurt about that. We'll hear from Scott later on. But that was a that was a nasty little challenge that one.
2: Yeah, and the longer it went on, as soon as it happened, and I and realized he was on a booking, I was like, well, he has to go then. And a uh, person I, I sit next to, um, we were saying, the longer that goes on, the more you think actually he's not going to give that decision because he's starting to talk to people and he's pushing people away and the the sort of squabbling takes over. But so I was glad he, he stuck to his guns and he made that decision because ultimately, yeah, definitely the right one. I haven't actually seen it back, but at the time I was convinced it was uh, at at worst a booking, uh, and obviously when he was already on one, then he had to go. So, yeah, and again, we I think we were two 0 up at the time because I think wasn't it from that free kick we scored? And I said again to the person I sat next to, I was like, "We're gonna uh, gonna look even more silly when we throw the game away now because we're down, they're down to ten men, uh, and then two two minutes later we were we were three nil up." So. Yeah, not only did they go a man down, but we also capitalised on it. So, uh, yeah, from a chant perspective, a, a good few minutes.
3: Yeah, and we'd had a bit of luck, really, at the start of that second half. I think when, when Michael Jacobs came on for them, I thought he looked reasonably dangerous. But then he had to go off injured quite quickly after... Uh, and after that, we were, we were 3-0 up. So, uh, yeah, an enjoyable evening all round. Let's hear then what the Addicts boss, uh, Ben Garnett, had to say after the victory. He came into the press room and I asked him if he was pleased with the night's work.
4: Yeah, fantastic result. Uh, really pleased with, with the performance um, for every player. Was was, was was incredible tonight, you know, in terms of our team ethic, our work rate, uh, our togetherness, fantastic, and then some real quality in possession. Um, pleasing the score of set pieces as well. Um, so overall, yeah, really a really positive performance, and uh, I think I fairly really deserve three points. I was
3: going to ask about that set piece. As a question came up a couple of weeks ago about having quite a low xG, but it feels like you've you've been building up to this over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'd agree. I
4: think we've we've started looking more of a threat, more of a threat, um, and we've we've tinkered with things, we, we've played around with things, we actually. <laughs> We've actually got a giant extension lead now, which allows us to take a TV out and go through the set pieces on the side of the pitch. So we're looking at ways to do it and improve the ways that the players take the information on. Um, Anthony Hayes works really hard on the attacking ones and and Scott Marshall goes into great detail defensively. So we're, we're, we're positive in terms of goals from set pieces. You know, we haven't conceded many and now we're scoring, which is great. Um, and if we're going to be successful this season, that will be a key part.
3: That's a funny line about the, the giant extension league, but it doesn't mean they're able to sort of analyse what they're doing a bit better out there then.
4: Yeah, so basically we can show it on the on, on the side of the pitch. We've got a, a big TV that comes up and we can show the movements and, the, and a video of the opposition if we want. And it just means it's fresh in the memory. They do that straight on the pitch and, and do it. So that seems to have helped us. Um, seems to have helped us. We, we, we've done some other things with the analysts in terms of getting the information to the players the night before. Um, so, yeah, we, we leave no stone unturned in terms of that because it's such a critical part of the game. Uh, obviously, Portsmouth
3: have come here after a, a slight wobbling form, but we know they're one of the top sides in this yeah. division. So the, the manner of the performance and, and probably domination for large fails that would have pleased you?
4: Yeah, very much so. You know, they're, they're a strong side, good manager, um, started the season really, really well. Uh, and as I said before the game, I think they recruited excellently. Uh, I really did in terms of the loan market and permanence that they brought in. So... Um, to win in the manner that we did uh, and to look as solid as we did defensively Uh, all very pleasing aspects of the game Um, I'm never completely satisfied I thought we could have been better last 10 minutes I thought we could have managed the ball a lot better with 11 v 10 Um, but I'll let the players off this evening and deal with that later in the week
3: So I don't know if you saw Charlton's win at Fratton Park last season but that was one of Corey's best performances he seems to like playing against Portsmouth
4: yeah he's he he was excellent tonight and like I say the pleasing thing for me was how he worked for the team and uh, uh, as long as he's doing that, I'll forgive everything else, you know, and, and if, he, if he gives the ball away, if he tries to go past someone who doesn't come off, no problem. As long as he's working and giving everything for the team, uh, I'll back him to the hill, as I will do with every player. So, to see the way he worked tonight, his defensive responsibility, but then the special talent that he's got and his athleticism and speed on top you, you can see what a talented player he is
3: Why, why can't he do that every week? Because you, you had to take him out the side and then he had a disappointing comeback at Lincoln but much better this evening
4: Yeah and that's a process that we, we've got to do between me the staff and, and Corey it's um, it, it's always an education it's always about improving um, different players have different aspects they, they have to improve so um, we, we work with all of them we do a lot of individual work a lot of unit work um, but we've set Minimum standards here and I think it's very clear now to, to the group and I think everyone can see there's been uh, there's been a big shift in our physical output in the last few weeks and there's been a big shift in how hard the team are working for each other, which is uh, an essential component for any team. Uh, you look at any successful team in the world, they do that.
3: Been a shift in formation, of course. We have spoken about the last couple of weeks after Miles was injured. I guess you wanted to try and stick with that. I don't think I would have predicted Charlie Kirk up there. What was your thinking behind him going forward
4: today? Yeah, we we, we sort of looked at their shape and thought there were their areas we could we could hurt them with the ball. Uh, I have to give massive credit to Charlie tonight because he's never played there before, and um, he, he we did it a few weeks ago in training and looked at him there and I I, I quite like him there and uh, did it again this week. He completely brought into it. He, he he presses well without the ball now. He's really brought into how we want to do that, and he's got a nice mix of being able to come and play between the lines, but also give us a threat off the shoulder, which I think we need in the team. So uh, now I thought him and Jaden were excellent as a as a pair tonight.
3: So something you can see going forward
4: now while while Miles is out injured. Yeah, we've got to find different ways and different solutions all the time. Um, you know, we've got DJ missing, we've got Miles missing, but it gives opportunities for for other people. Um, you know, young Jez had great moments again tonight. Uh, we had Tyrese Campbell on the, on the bench, who I think is a, a real talent as well. So we've got other options, uh, as disappointed as we were to, to lose Miles. And as I said before, the they've got all our love and support now in terms of recovering and coming back stronger. Uh, but in the meantime, it, it's always about the group and the next person to step up and take their chance.
1: Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Charlie. Yes! Oh, it's in! It! It! It's oh, it's it! it! oh, he scores. In! Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Dreamland. Charlie has scored. With seconds remaining. we done it too. Get in. Come on. What a time to be a here. here, here at Wembley! my word! Oh, my word! Charlton Live.
3: Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Uh, we're looking back at the win over Portsmouth and ahead, of course, to Saturday's trip uh, to Shrewsbury to take on Salop um, at the New Meadow. We just heard there from Ben Garner just before the um, the, the break, Mark. Uh, pretty pleased, I think, with his, his side's work. I mean, he's... he's he had to. He had to wrestle with this this um, change in formation, uh, this four four two. But it has had the reaction. That I think. I'd have to say. I think a lot of fans predicted when they were calling for it a couple of weeks before it actually happened as well. But he's it, it, found he's found something that works now with the side he's got, even with with miles out. So you'd expect to see this going going forward now that this will be our starting shape. Something that probably. Probably helped Stockley more. It's worked well for the likes of Dobson and Fraser in the middle. Got a full backs back. It's just, just sort of fallen nicely into place. It would it would be even better if we had Miles, I guess. But we found something that works now.
0: Yeah, I've always been an advocate of four Um I've never been a great fan of mixing and matching and diamonds and false nines and all that kind of cobblers. It's a case of, you know, you've got two up front, you've got two threats, you've got threats coming in with crosses... You've got two solid midfielders who. With Dobson, you've got someone who'll literally run all day until someone tells him stop. You know, a bit of the old Andy Hughes about him. And in Fraser, you've got, you know, a footballer who's got a brain on him. And it wasn't wasn't a good tackle. I'm thinking how their guy was saying that he was making a meal of it. It's thinking he's caught him right across the top of the foot with his stud. So I don't think there can be much argument about that. Um, you know, their manager didn't give many excuses. He, he said he hadn't played well, but gave up set piece goals and thinking, yeah, you didn't, you were outplayed and outfought. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I can't see Garner moving to change it. I don't see why he should because he thinks, if another team wants to match up with us, we, we're going to do it better than them. Because we we do have decent players. I know our league position probably belies that a little, but we do have decent players. And for this league, we should be able to match up with anybody. So, and if someone comes in with a different formation, we just make us work harder. So, if someone comes out going to do five in midfield or whatever, fine. It gives us more space in other places. And I think because we have tried different formations this season, there is a bit more fluidity to say right, let's let's swap. But like I say Jaden definitely looks better, uh, like he did having Connor alongside of him. It's whether he could work if Chucks does a few more minutes. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously losing miles is going to be a problem. And now the thing is, if it's going to be a couple of months, that'll take us into January. And Will can be saying, right, transfer window's open. We're saying, well, we don't need another striker because he's going to be back. But you never know. It could give someone like Karnu a trial, the other young lad who got on the bench. So, you know, they could t- come in and take a, take a chance. So, you know, It's unfortunate. If that has happened so early in his career. Is it because he's been playing more than we probably needed him to? Yeah, that's probably the downside of it. But would he give up the five league goals he's scored this season just to sort of like play, not be injury free? No, he probably wouldn't. You know, he's a striker. So, you know, can other teams match us, mix it up? Do we change? There's no point in changing. It's been successful. We've, we've proved that against all the um southeast, south-west sides. So why change it?
3: Certainly. Right. Let's have a look at a couple of the messages that have come in. Uh, Stuart says, uh, at last we're getting the rub of the green and driving home our advantage. Uh, teams uh, is playing to their strength now and how they uh, feel comfortable will inspire uh, belief uh, and confidence. Yeah, I, I've mentioned the importance of that confidence, Tom. I think at Spells this season, we have clearly played without it. Um, you know, I, me- I remember speaking a few weeks ago. I think it was on the thing I did with Rich on Twitter Spaces, and someone said, "You know, do you think China would go down?" This-? And I never thought they would because I-, I think we're we're too good. At one point, I was getting concerned when we went eight games without a, a win. I, d- I don't think we're a relegation team. I- 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 again, the the stats suggest to me that we're probably not a promotion team either or a top six team. Um, but we- we're certainly better in terms of results than what we would seen recently.
2: Definitely, yeah. I think, again, without looking too much at the stats, we feel like a sort of 7th to 10th place team. That's that's kind of what we look like. I think we would have to overachieve to get in the top six. Um, and we'd have to underachieve, I think, to finish lower bottom half. And that's probably about where we are. But yeah, I think sometimes we probably talk about confidence a lot, since, certainly since I've started doing this show. But despite talking about it a lot I think sometimes we underestimate the impact it can have on those players because okay the ground isn't particularly full at times but you see the way that they will uh, kind of react to the crowd and applaud the crowd at the end of games when they've won and obviously it's easier when you've got three points behind you but there just seems to be you know shoulders are a little bit looser they just feel a little bit calmer and it's huge, right? All of us in any job, you know, when you're, when you're nervous and you're, you're lacking confidence and you're worried about making mistakes, ultimately you underperform can not think as clearly. When you're calm and you're in a good headspace, it's so much easier to think about what you're doing and get the basics right. And as we've all said, we saw that in spades on Monday. So confidence is a massive thing. Uh, I think you're right. I think, you know, despite the fact that performances hadn't been that bad over that, that spell of not winning it probably did start to rub off because they started to think, well, what more can we do here to get the win? And I'm sure a bit of doubt creeps in, but they've now proven to themselves that they can win games. Um, and as I say, it's now about taking that confidence and taking that momentum and trying to build on it. And if we do have a little wobble, then not letting that affect you, which obviously is going to be Ben Garner's job if that happens over the next few weeks.
3: Yeah, if if uh, if it happens, uh, pro- probably when it happens, it's the likelihood is it will at times. You know, we've seen it already this season. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're on a high at the moment. Uh, Oliver Wilson says, I will keep it simple. Uh, we always uh, beat Pompey. Uh, great show. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, good luck with the nomination. Fingers crossed. Yeah, so as Oliver uh, mentioned, we have been uh, nominated for the Club Podcast of the Year by the Football uh, Supporters Association. It's the fourth time in the last five years. We've never quite made it over the line, but... Uh, really delighted to be nominated again. We're up against Arse blog uh, from Arsenal, uh, Blue Moon from Man City, from the Rookery End from Watford. Uh, it's all cobblers to me uh, from Northampton Town. They won it last year. And uh, under the Abbey stand from Cambridge United. We heard from uh, those guys earlier on in the season before the Cambridge Games. So fingers crossed this could be the year uh, that we finally get over the line. Once again, thanks to everyone who did nominate us. Uh, you don't need to vote now. It's not an open vote, uh, which is good because we'd have no chance against a, a Man City podcast. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, thanks for those who did get us on the on the short list and uh, we're now... Uh, at the uh, at the mercy of the FSA judging panel. So, fingers crossed uh, for us. Uh, right, uh, we've got an interview coming up. It, 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 interviews like this are why we should win it, I reckon, because this is an interview I did with Scott Fraser. Uh, I thought he spoke absolutely superbly uh, after the game on, on Tuesday, on, on Monday evening. I found it really fascinating. Uh, after the win against Portsmouth, for the Scottish midfielder uh, came in to speak to me uh, in the press room, and he agreed it was a very enjoyable evening at the Valley.
5: Yeah, I think exact, exactly that. I think... It was a great evening all around. I thought we were really good. I thought the fans were really good. Um, so, yeah, as you say, just a good evening. Yeah, how have you been enjoying that partnership with Dobbo in the middle
3: of the park? I mean, um, Ben was just saying that it's probably the, one of the first times you've got to play a more usual
5: midfield role. Have you have you enjoyed that? Yeah, it's the first time ever. Um, can't think back to any time where I've played in a flat two. Uh, I've always been either a 10 or an 8. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've actually enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed even the other side of the game, off the ball, you know. Um, I think I'm helping in that sense. I think I'm getting better as well. Each day in training, you know, you learn the position more and more. And with elbow, what you see is what you get. You know, you're going to you're going to watch him rat about for ninety minutes, make tackles, make interceptions, win second balls. Um, so I think to, for me to play in there, I think we balance each other well in terms of right foot or left footer. Um, I probably like to get on the ball a bit more. He likes to do the other side, but I think we just work together at the minute. And things are going well. You had your bad luck with your fitness and your
3: COVID last season. I think this is the first time Charlton fans are starting to see
5: the real Scott Fraser. Yeah, and I said that. Um, you know, last season was a disaster when I signed. You know, you go from the high of signing, looking forward to a fresh start, to yeah catching COVID for the first time two weeks later, and then get contracting a knee injury from the COVID, which was just bizarre. Um, so yeah, last season was just a complete write-off. I uh, probably could have made it back for the last couple of games, but there was no point really. So it was just about you know working in the gym and getting a really good pre-season which I've had and yeah, I think I'm just getting better and better now This um, The form at the start of this season obviously in terms of results um,
3: wasn't what Trump fans were hoping for but I remember you you particularly saying that you, you felt that Trump weren't far away in terms of performances do you think that's what we've seen over the last couple of weeks and it's all just sort of clicked?
5: Yeah, I, you know, I keep hearing things about that we've lost three games all season um, I think if you had offered us to lose three games in the first what's that in, four, 13, 14 games we've played 14, 13, then? 14, yeah. whatever it is people would have said, yeah, we'll take that. And the, the games we've lost, you know, Wade, Chef, Wade, we, were, we were probably one of our best performances, um, really good. We just, we had chances, didn't take them. Bolton, okay, we were poor for the first half, but then again, you look back at the game, we had three or four chances where, you know, we could score. And in Barnsley, they score a world in the first however long. Again, we've got chances in that game. So I always knew we were in the far away. I've always had complete f- faith. I see the work we do in training. I see the work the coaches and managers put in. And I think when you see that day-to-day, the work that goes in, you're only going to get rewarded. And you look back to Fleetwood with a chance in the last second, look back to Oxford with a chance in the last second where we should score. And then that's an extra six points right there and you're in the playoffs and then it's a completely different thing. I understand fans are obviously passionate and reactive to to what they see. You know, We, we don't want to draw as many games as we've drawn, but you take points where you do and you look to build on that. And that's what we've done. So your, your your number of goal involvements this season,
3: so goals and assists. I, I imagine you'd be quite pleased with that, and and a set piece assist tonight. That's probably one thing that Charlton have been missing a bit this season: set piece goals. Yeah, uh,
5: I think we should score more with the with the size that we've got in the team. Um, in terms of myself, what's three goals, and no, then no, that that's my first two assists. I think I should get more assists, or sorry, I should have had assists sooner than that. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's no. Obviously, I re- reflect on myself, but as a team, I just think we've improved so much over the past few weeks. I think we've we've looked more solid in defence and, and better in attack. You know, but as I said, the only difference is, is that we're taking our chances now. Um, as I just said there, Fleetwood didn't take our chances, Oxford didn't take our chances. Now we're taking our chances. We're getting that confidence in front of goal and that's only going to keep getting better. Well, it's so a big, beating a side like Portsmouth
3: as well, one that most people expect to be up there this season. Will that, will that lift the team's confidence? We're only, only two points outside the playoffs now. As well. Is that that's still a realistic aim for you guys?
5: Yeah, Portsmouth are a very, very good team. They'll be right up there. And, you know, even before the game, I keep hearing about how good a season they've had. But then we've now went three points behind them and I keep hearing how bad a season we've had. So, I, you know, it's that's, what I'm, that, that's why I say don't react too much, football can change really quick you play Saturday, Tuesday and we've got back to back results now, two two wins and it shoots you right up there, now people are talking about the playoffs where before we were we were getting told to watch behind us um, they are a really good side we're a really good side, we've shown that against the likes of Sheffield Wednesday Oxford, now Portsmouth, teams that you expect to be up there uh, and we can only just just keep doing that, keep growing, keep getting better every day. You you were the one fouled for the, the second yellow, weren't you? Was your, your view on that challenge a little like you were down hurt for a while? Yeah, I've got a big cut and bruise on my ankle. I don't know why the ref took so long to give it. Um he come over and he's seen the mark, so thankfully he got to the right decision in the end. Mm. Um so in, in terms
3: of the, the rest of this season, I would say like I ran the figures a couple of weeks ago for what we'd have to do to achieve the playoffs. It does require quite a lot of um consistency between now and the end of this season. So is, is that something that the fan that the team are aware of that they have to try and keep that those levels now you sort of set a standard last couple of weeks?
5: Yeah, you know, I think to I think the league's stronger than ever. I think if you look at the teams in there, there's what, ten, eleven that probably think they should be up there, us included. Um so yeah, we d- we definitely expect ourselves as a group to be up there. Um, we need to take it game by game. You know, we don't think of how many points it will take. You know, we take it game by game as we have done now. That's just got two back to back wins. And we move on to Shrewsbury and see if we can make it three. Just um, coming back to a set of pieces, Ben just said something really funny in
3: there. He said like he said apparently they've got this big long extension cord now, so they can bring a screen yeah. out. To is that, is that is that
5: genuinely made a massive difference? Is it you can analyze what you're doing a bit better? Yeah, maybe it's. I don't know if it's either that or just to make us run a wee bit further because they put it at the furthest point they can, um, away. Uh, but, I, you know, just anything, I think I think it's good to try new things. You know, you bring the screen outside. Um, whereas before, we used to do a meeting before training and then we'd go out, then we'd go and do our prehab warm-up and then we'd go into it and maybe boys have forgot what they're meant to be doing. So to bring the screen out and do it there and then, um, you know, it might help. Forty
3: quid well spent. Then we're saying that.
5: that wise. Um, looking ahead to Shrewsbury, um, so it's a place we've struggled over the
3: years. It's a horrible place to go, isn't it? At times, Shrewsbury away, but obviously still looking for that first away win. That, that's one other monkey we need to get off our back.
5: Yeah, we do. Um, it's a tough place to go. Um, but I think we've went to tough places this season, and you know we performed well. We haven't got the result granted, um, which is the next step we need to take. We can't just keep saying oh, we're playing well, playing well. So it is about us going there and you know getting that final bit um, to try and get us over
3: the line. There we go. I played you almost the entirety of that Scott Fraser. I normally cut our player interviews down to about three or four minutes, but that was six and a half minutes because I thought he spoke superbly, Scott Fraser. Um, and the thing that, that really caught my attention, and it is something similar to what he said earlier on in the season about how we felt we were close. But um, you know, after the win against Portsmouth, we go to uh, within within three points of Pompey. Um, in, in the league table, we're two points outside the, the the top six as it stands. Although with all the teams above us having at least one, some two games in hand, but but Fraser was, was he was really defensive defending our, our our season so far. He said we have only lost three. Um, you know everyone's saying about how good a season Portsmouth have had and how poor a season Charlton have had well we're now within three points of them although Portsmouth have played two fewer uh, than us how are you seeing this season have we been overreactive to the start I, I I still think that there's plenty of work to do in terms of a league position and I think no one else would disagree with that because of where we are and like I say games in hand above us but Have we gone in too hard this season, Mark, that Scott Fraser thinks we have?
0: Um, It's always difficult to judge, especially with a new manager. And, you know, we all know what happened pre-season. We were expecting to see a few more people come in and they said, oh, it's a waiting game. And then what happened with the end of the transfer window when that was closing? You know, we're just thinking, you know, just get a bit more into the squad because, you know, we did look a little thin and we thought, to yourself, you know, is it going to be another season of settling down and, you know, trying what we can do and see what it is. So the expectations, oh, I've said this before many times on the show, that it's it's a roller coaster with your expectations. You know, you go, oh, we're going down, look at us, we're terrible, or oh, look, you know, look at where we are in the league, it's great. You know, we've drawn, we've drawn quite a few, possibly like he'd said a few weeks ago, you know, if Chucks had been fit, maybe we might be six, eight points better off. But you don't, you don't know, you really don't know if he could have been fit and we could be six or eight points worse off. It's, it's one of those things. You Is there too much? We do we put too much pressure on them because we look at ourselves in this league as one of the big clubs? Um, Because you know we rate ourselves higher than Akronton or Burton or people like that. You're thinking, well, you know, you are where you are, where you deserve to be, and you know, you've got to try harder. It's it's difficult because I think with Fraser, it's (sighs) who he plays alongside, and we've said this earlier in the show. Looking more settled will give you more of an understanding. More of a, of a team mentality. Yes, players can come in and out with an injury and stuff, but if you know you, you're starting alongside and in training they're doing different things and he knows where he likes to run and he knows where he has to cover, it's going to be beneficial. And I think what it was is that pre season we, we didn't know because McRandalls came in and Jake was still there and you just didn't know what your midfield was going to be. You know, Sean Clare, okay, he started off, he had to play at right back, but he's fit where's he go now does he fit back into the team somewhere and you think he's oh he's been outstanding for us and yet doesn't even make the team and I can understand Fraser thinking oh maybe we are a bit harsh but I think sometimes you've got to say well expectations for a club of how we see ourselves you know we we, we shouldn't be looking over our shoulder at the bottom six of bottom you know positions we should be looking up and I think I think that should come across to him and say you know this is what the fans want you know that should be that extra five percent to drive on, and get something out of it you know I don't think he's wrong but I think he's got to look at it from he looks at it from a player's perspective and we look at it from a fans perspective and I don't think they'll ever be the biggest uniform thing you know they both want Charlton to win we want it for almost like a different reason a player wants it they just want to win because they want to win games. They don't, regardless who they play for, they want to win. We want it because we want Charlton to win. So it's 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 a it's a small area in between where you think, so that's what we've got to try and harness.
3: Certainly, right. I mean, we're seeing the real Scott Fraser this year, aren't we, Tom? We didn't get it last year for for various reasons, but I think we're we're finally seeing the effect he can have on games this year.
2: Yeah, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I can't think of many games where you know I haven't noticed him or he's gone missing um at all when he when he's been playing he's uh yeah good on the ball uh, I think his positioning uh is very very good and I like his awareness um both him and Dobson and I, and I think that's potentially why they are working so well as a two because we are concerned that potentially we're going to get overrun with just two in the middle but their positional play is so good and you watch both of them there their heads are constantly swiveling and swiveling, finding out where players are, where the ball is, where opposition players are. And um, yeah, they're working brilliantly together. It's it's a nice balance. It's a nice partnership. And um, yeah, he's, he's doing a bit of everything now. You know, he's helping out defensively, um, getting himself in front of balls in the box when he has to. He's obviously provided assists already. He's got himself a goal or two. Uh, so yeah, we're seeing the full package and... I know that um, family that, that had or saw him at Ipswich kind of wondered what we were getting with Scott Fraser but um, I know he didn't really impress but I think this is the Fraser certainly that Nath was speaking about when we first signed him and was getting his juices flowing um, about him. He was very excited that he'd arrived and yeah, I think we're starting to see that now which is which, as I say is exciting because it means that we can have that two in midfield. Shame for me because obviously Albie, my, my Player of the Year nominee, is... Obviously having to be sidelined slightly, but for the team, it's uh, it's excellent that he's he's in this vein of form.
3: Excellent stuff. Right, uh, FA Cup draw was made on Monday evening, about 15 minutes before we kicked off against Portsmouth, uh, actually. And uh, the Addicts have drawn uh, Southern League Premier Central uh, Division opponents in Colville uh, Town. The Ravens sit in currently fifth uh, in their division. Uh, try and give you some sort of idea of the sort of teams they they currently play against are in the same division as Tamworth Nuneaton Borough uh red Ditch, uh, st ive's town if that rings any bells uh, for any of you so it's going to be a an excellent day hopefully at the valley they were certainly very excited uh to get drawn out against us if you've seen the video uh from their bar at the uh, their clubhouse at the stadium uh they were very happy to be coming down to sc7 uh, i did ask ben garner briefly about uh, his thoughts on the draw and he admitted he was glad that the Alex ball uh, was pulled out first for a home tie no i'm
4: happy it's at home <laughs> we don't want to travel um no great draw and that, you know listen, that's the magic of the FA Cup and um you know one thing I will say is is firstly congratulations to, to Colville for making it to the to the first round, but secondly we will give them absolute respect. We will prepare in the same way that we would do for any game. Um and obviously we'll be looking to, to win and go through to round two.
3: There we go, so some cup magic headed into SC seven. Uh, in a few weeks' time I look forward to that tie. the uh, confirmation of the date the game's gonna be played hasn't hasn't been made just yet. It could still be the Sunday Uh, of the weekend, I think it's early November in a couple of weeks' time. Um, so we're, we're waiting to have confirmation. So probably, probably either be the 5th or the 6th of November at the Valley, but we'll find out uh, in a little a while's time. It's certainly not being televised fully, but it might be on that weird thing they do on Sundays on BBC if they're still planning on doing that this year, which I don't know. Uh, right, let's look ahead then to Saturday's trip uh, up to Shrewsbury. The Addicts still going in search uh, of their first league win on the road this season. Uh, ben Garner hoping to see his side uh, break that particular duck uh, coming uh, this Saturday.
4: Yeah, I think it's very, uh, very close. Getting that away win, uh, a number of draws, uh, and could have won, you know, numerous of those away games. And there's been different moments in different games. Um, but we prepare again. We go there to win the game, uh, and we, we box off that first away win as quickly as we can.
3: There we go. That's Ben Garner. They're going to head to the trip up to Shrewsbury. Then, so um, you yeah, know, that that momentum mark that we have, we we do need to build upon it. And and if. We go to a Shrewsbury side. and normally, when we go to Shrewsbury, other than that one season, obviously, where they hit the playoffs and beat us in the playoff semi finals, normally we're heading to a team bang out of form I mean, who's probably sitting about 17th in League One. Uh, but they're on a little bit of a run at the moment. They've won five of their last seven, uh, losing the other two, though. But I mean, they're flying high, sitting above us in the league table. Um,. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a bit more of a challenge than perhaps it has been in previous years when we've, we've always struggled
0: there anyway. But I think some that will work in our favour because if they're confident and they're playing well, I think we'll play better. I think if it was going to be one of them, you know, down the bottom, you know, struggling for points and you're expected to win, we tend to sort of like do worse. I think turning up on their patch, I mean... It's not a great ground, to be quite honest. It's it's compact, it's fans are pretty much on top of you straight away, and they're the vociferous, little bunch of them. Um and you're right, you know, it's it's not been the happiest of places to, to go and get points from. It's about one of those ones it's if we do what we do well, we'll we'll come home with the points. I know that sounds like a lot of cliche, but it's true, it's We've got the momentum, we've got the, you know, going with us and, like I say, now a few more players have got a few, like Chucks has had a few more minutes and he's getting his fitness back. If there's been no silly injuries in training and nothing nothing untoward and they've had a good recovery, because obviously, you know, for Monday, it will affect their training for this week with day off and stuff, but it shouldn't be too bad. They shouldn't be tired, definitely. But even though they put in a lot of effort do you change it? I don't think you can change it. Um, I think it'll probably be as much it might be a different face on the bench just he might look, you know, do I take another defender Is there another attacker? So it's it's, it's difficult but I don't see anything there. I know they're above us but, you know, so were Pompey and we made them look bang average.
3: Certainly did. Um, Yeah, a a team like like Shrewsbury, um, they, they 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 don't score the most, but they're they're reasonably tight defensively. They're sort of they're sort of better defensively than they are in terms of going forward. So I mean, for us, it'd be an interesting game if it's if it's for us to go there and try and break them down, which we have had a couple of times in in the last few years. You always remember the. Or uh, well, the one-all we'll draw there with Bowyer, where um, some some useless Welshman uh, got got subbed off for uh, bottling a challenge. Uh, I'm sure you remember Tom. Um, but I mean, in terms of us, we have to build on that confidence that we've taken from the last couple of games. Blackett Taylor, get him into the game. Um, let Scott Fraser and, and Dobbo try and control the midfield. Let the defence be as solid as they has been. I'm, t- I'm trying to think again if there's if there's any changes you'd particularly want to make in that in, in that side coming into the weekend. And I'm not entirely sure. Uh, there is at this time after after the 3-0 win
2: i'm just going to focus on the future game rather than than think about the past but <laughs> yeah i think um you you're always slightly concerned when you've had like a midweek and a weekend which we we have almost got but at the same time these are professionals they're riding on high on confidence uh, there was nobody who looked particularly kind of tired at the end of the last game so if they've come through a week of of training then then you'd hope that we'd largely stay the same certainly again that back five you would hope so um i was just looking at the form table i think we're second bottom in terms of away form this season which kind of speaks for itself i think they're about middle for their home form but as you say it's their goals i think because they're about what two places above us but they've only scored and, and conceded about 14 goals whereas we're in the 20s so um yeah i think what you've just said is spot on we are probably going to have to break them down and uh, and as i say our away record this season is very very poor so we kind of haven't been able to do that so far and and I guess you just hope that that confidence carries you forward and and all that other stuff that we've spoken about over the show really, you know, is it as simple as actually making our set pieces count? Is it as simple as having the confidence now to actually take your man on or, or move the ball a little bit quicker in the final third if you are trying to break a team down? So, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I, I don't, it doesn't feel like we're going to lose. Uh, You know, I can see another draw um, myself. And I think at this stage, you'd probably take that going into another two home games, but it'd be nice to just get that away win monkey off our back, wouldn't it? As soon as we can, um, because you don't want that hanging over you the longer the season goes on
3: certainly don't right we've uh, come to the end of this week's big match preview i hope you guys uh, have enjoyed the award nominated show uh, a pretty good one looking back at that win over portsmouth and looking ahead uh, to the trip up to shrewsbury thanks to those of you who got involved with your tweets uh, this evening thank you mark and tom as good as always to speak to you Cheers, Cheers, I'm um, Luis Mendes. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday to look back at the Shrewsbury game. If you want to have your say uh, on that uh, show, make sure you email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk uh, or you can tweet us at Charlton live. Hopefully, you'll be messaging us about our first away win of the season. We'll see you later. <laughs>